<laughs> I wonder what our week will look like this time next no. week. You know, what will we be talking to the church about? So we just want to say, well done this week. Yes. We made it through we another made it through week. week. And um, I'm just grateful that you're here with us. I'm grateful that you've joined in. Yeah, so and thankful. if you have work or whatever and you're joining us at a later time, welcome to yep. you too. And family's just, uh, and so family many of the kiddos just, just, just ended. ending. Yeah. So we always hear great reports from that. And, you know, dude, I, uh, this week, um, it was uh, historic Definitely on so many different historic. levels. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we saw the inauguration of the first um, African-American and Asian yes. uh, woman vice as, in, as vice president. And, you know, church, no matter where you stand on the political aisle, uh, there's, there's just something about... Mm. Um, rejoicing and seeing barriers broken yes. and, and and a chains taken yeah. off and just knowing that there were young uh, girls yes. uh, in our world that that said that could be me one yes. day yes inspired and that's great that's yes. awesome love it. I, love love it. It. I love it i love it i love it and by the way look that's what christianity is about is breaking chains right and and, and removing barriers from people's lives mm-hmm. so i i get excited about um those things we we saw, unfortunately, on the other side of that, we saw, um, the, we, we lost uh, oh, uh, Hank Aaron. Um, yes. We lost uh, Larry King. Yes. Um, you know, phenom- phenomenal. We've a lot of greats, actually. We have. Over the last year past. And I think maybe even, we're maybe we're even more attuned to it right now because life has been so frozen that you really do take into account uh, legacy, I think, is you know, Agreed. and because you hear about it, it's it seems more poignant yep. right now. Is that the right word? Yeah, poignant. poignant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, um, as, again, as things sometimes are have had a very eternal pause yeah. so much, yep. but it, it makes you take into account um, that uh, that's why I think that you know I've seen some videos of of little girls um, watching Vice President Harris be sworn in and stuff, and just to, again, did you watch some of them when they're repeating it? Like they're, they're, they're doing it, yeah. it themselves. Like yeah. that's so amazing. There's just something about yeah. It's there's something about seeing inspiration and hope in children's eyes when they start to dance. Like their eyes Absolutely actually right. dance and sparkle and so. So no matter where you stand on anything, that is something to truly, truly celebrate. And you said you said you you, you said legacy. And I really want to encourage church. You know, um, we say this a lot at at Connect, but um, you know, there's a difference between leaving behind a memory and leaving behind a legacy. A memory is just people having good thoughts about yeah, you and, and a recollection, and those things happen. We were talking the other day about you know recollections about your Gigi and you know your, oh, yeah. you know just yeah. all sorts of things, and that, those things make you smile. But legacy is something that you actually is is, is what you um, started in someone else after after you've left. Mm-hmm. It's it's things you've birthed that continue after you, and as a parent, you know just mm-hmm. don't leave a memory. For your children, birth legacies as as men and women of faith in our communities. Let's not just uh, say, "Oh, I remember when they used to live there." Right. No, let's let's create legacies uh, of uh, of transformation, of change, of love. Uh, what does it look like, man? I, I we we moved uh, six years ago to the house that we live in now, and sometimes I drive through our old neighborhood just to see what our whole, old house looks like. Uh, let's see what changes they made. Uh, that didn't sound crazy. No, I'm, I'm stopping. Uh, no, but it's just cool. Sometimes it's cool, right? I'm a little uh, I, I, right hope, now. I hope you guys are watching. Um, but the, the the truth is, um, you know, I I I I don't want to be that person when I moved out of a neighborhood that they go, I'm so glad they left. Yeah, you're right, right. Uh, I I, I want to be the person 
that says, man, I can't believe that they're going. Yeah, that you stewarded what you were given well. Absolutely. You're talking about legacy, and it lingers. It lingers. It, it lingers in those to come behind us. That's right. And hopefully in a really good way. So. Yeah, you know, I've heard, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, it's not what you accomplish in life that matters. It's what you set in motion that does. And uh, I think that's, that's, a, that's a challenge that I... Uh, I think about all the time. Um, so, hey, we're, we're, if you're a guest, by the way, welcome, yes, welcome. Uh, to Connect Church. Uh, this is uh, Danielle. I'm Kyle. Uh, we we get to be a part of a phenomenal team here at Connect that loves people uh, and loves lo- loves to get them connected to, to God. And we want to hear your story, know a little bit more about you. Um, yeah. How can they get connected? Well, Kyle. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a, I mean, there is no shot of me no, letting that, that one go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am Tell them what moment. they want. Tell them what they want, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a link on whatever platform that you're following us on right now that you can follow to find out more about the church and who we are and um, how we honor God. So we hope that you um, take us up on that and you take a look and um, even pull some of our older uh, videos yeah. here, uh, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, and um, just hear some of the last few messages that we've shared, and you'll you'll see how... Uh, the importance of carrying Jesus' heart, how important yeah, that is so to right. us. Yeah. Hey guys, you know, one of the things that's really important to us as well is worship. And uh, we recognize in the current situation of things, uh, it's really difficult to do corporate or- or- worship. But we want to just take a few moments today uh, and we're going to worship. Um, I'm going to ask Jake to come on in and be a part of this with Danielle. And, uh, and you know, the song we're going sing, to sing is, uh, we're going to see a victory. And um, I, I, I'm going to ask you to, to be maybe willing to sing it with us as a corporate worship. And as that song arises, may it, may it not just be a song uh, of with words. Let it be the proclamation of our heart. There's yeah. so many people right now that need to see a victory. Yes. There's so many yes, people yes, going yes, through yes. things. Um, I think everyone in some arena of life right now understands what it's like to have to stand on the truth that God is a victor. That's right. Um, even though there are situations right now that are screaming that they are going to lose a battle. Yeah. So I think that sometimes when we when we sing, it we have we can compartmentalize like, well, here's life, and this looks like it's losing ground. Yes. But I'm going to sing about there being a victory, and sometimes those two things, those paths don't cross. But this morning, I think that it's vital that we all put. Uh, in the forefront of our minds, as much as we put the focus on God, we also remind ourselves that God is still God in that situation yes. that is trying to speak louder than who he is. So Absolutely. Hey, so Jakey, come on in. Yeah. And you know what, Jake, just as a reminder to both of us, you know, yeah. it's like so important that, because it's, it's a little nerve-wracking to sing, right, live? <laughs> yes. Like this, but it's so important for us to remember that we're not just singing and so what it sounds like right yeah. but that we're really leading people there's people on the other sides yeah. of those lenses and they need us to go before them like as you know as that war that war cry yes. that jehoshaphat sound and really lead people so today church just know that we're leading you as yeah. a human as a person as a family and um, we hope that you can you join in with us as well so You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good 
take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good yes you do you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good yes you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good so i'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord We are, we're gonna see a victory We're gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord We're gonna control in a world seems so out of control. And Father, today we remind our souls that we in fact have that very leader of all leaders, that commander-in-chief that knows the path to take, who has already won. And God, I pray that our spirits will lead our hearts today yes. in the truth and that we will have a tenderness toward you today, God a tenderness towards the things of you, a tenderness towards seeing you in a different way today. God, that is my prayer, that as we have seen our circumstances in a particular way, that we will gain a viewpoint of your heart today that we have maybe somehow lost to a degree in the debris of 2020 and 21. And so, Father, I pray that we would come close to you today with trust and with pressing and with leaning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, you know, church, when, when uh, we were just singing that, I just want to encourage you because I, I, I feel inside, and I, I even um, it, can, it can so easily happen even inside of me, that uh, the battles become so intense, and uh, the, the year that we've just gone through can deceive us, babe, into thinking that, uh, well, Man, there's just some things. This is just the way it's going to be. This is just the way it's going to be. It's just the way it's going to be. I just I have to get used to this new norm. 
My God is a God of victory. My God overcame death and hell and sin itself. We are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail. Come on, we, we, are, we are champions in Jesus. He is the mighty warrior dressed for battle. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord God Almighty. Today we're going to talk about a second coming. He, one day, the trumpet will sound. He's going to ride out on his white horse once again. And on his side is, is written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the word of God will come like a sword from his mouth. And at his name, every knee shall bow. Cancer, depression, yes. addiction, Amen. hopelessness, suicidal Amen. thoughts, Amen. every knee will bow. Every ethnicity, every gender, every age, there are every nationality, there is not one thing that has more power than Jesus Christ. He has all authority. I just want to speak that over you today because I believe the enemy has sowed Amen. seeds inside of people and connect church and friends and family members that said, I guess this is going to Way it be it, the way it is. Yes. Look what we've had to put up with. Yeah. It's going to be a year come March, just a few weeks. It's overwhelming. I guess this is our new norm. My God is a God of victory. You may not see it all right now, but the victory is on its way. I don't know how your victory is going to look, but I know who is bringing the victory and his name's Jesus. Amen. So I hope you can say amen to that. I don't know where you are right now. Maybe you are on the way to getting treatment. I'm going to say to you right now, yes, the victory is yours in the name of Jesus. You may have a family member that is on a respirator with a bad report right now. The victory is yours in Jesus' name. You may have just lost a family member or a friend. The victory is yours in Jesus' name. I believe it right now. Because it's not my word. I don't, dude, that's the, that's the best part. Is. It's who he is. I'm not talking about just a promise. I'm talking to you about the man who made yes. the promise. Yes. And he, as we're going right. to talk to about today, is not a man that he should lie. Mm -hmm. There's hope. Even when we, we're going to talk about it right now. There's hope even when we don't see how the whole picture is going to work out. We need to have hope and faith even when we don't see how the whole picture is going to fit together. It's like, man, it's like putting a puzzle piece together. Uh, puzzle together without having the box lid, but but this is yeah. what I know: the pieces are all there for the puzzle. Yes. God is not listen to me. God is not withholding the puzzle pieces from you. He may not have you may not have the full cover picture, but I promise you, all the pieces for your puzzle, all the pieces for your miracle, all the pieces for your breakthrough are in there because Jesus paid for them all on the cross, and the thief has no right to them. Because he has already disarmed him by his blood. So let's have hope today. Uh, look, if you brought if you brought your Bible, I got I know it's just a, it's if just you have there. your Bible, if you it's have a there. Bible with you, if you have a phone, an <laughs> iPad, uh, if you have uh, a, a, a laptop, you've got a Bible. Um, uh, why don't you open it with me to Mark chapter thirteen? Mark thirteen, Matthew, Mark. Mark is the second book of the New Testament. Uh, and, and if you don't know, there you can go to BibleGateway.com. Yes, yeah, so good. BibleGateway.com, and you can access the Bible there. And what we talk about sometimes is that there's different versions of the Bible. It doesn't mean that there's different versions of the Bible. It means there's different translations. Yeah. It reads with different language. Um, and a lot of times you'll hear us read New King James Version. You'll see one of those things if you see a tab. Um, NIV, um, New International New Version. version. Yeah, yeah. ESV, <laughs> it's RSV, funny how, yeah. how, how you like NLT, whatever. 
but sometimes those are versions that will help you understand the Bible in more everyday language. Yeah. So BibleGateway.com for those of you who don't have a Bible. Yeah, they, have reading, on they have reading plans on there as well. Yeah, so do. like for some people, like I don't even know where to start. I follow some of those sometimes. I, they I are love helpful. those. Yeah. yeah. You also feel like you're doing it with others. Other people out there. Well, that yeah. Doing and, they're, and on there as well, you can connect with your friends. And yeah. it says, you know, hey, Johnny just read yeah. John 8 today. Johnny. Johnny. Uh, Sally. Sally. Uh, <laughs> these are the words. Right. These are the names that Kyle uses universally since Whatever. birth. It is true, Dugan. Uh, <laughs> there's Dugans. Um, for some of you who are new, you don't know what a Dugan is, but you will. Just you will. He uses it basically for everything. Yeah, it's basically Dugan. anything. Um, but we're gonna look. We're gonna talk out of Mark 13 today, and uh, this is uh, Peter's. Um, remembrance of an interaction with Jesus. Um, yeah. Mark is writing it down for Peter. Um, and if you need a title today, it's The Known Unknowns. And Dean and I have had, been having this great conversation this week about um, how do we get through things when we don't know the whole picture of things. Um, and it reminded me of a statement that uh, during President Bush's administration, uh, then Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld said, um, kind of about the war of terror, he said uh, the thing that keeps him up at night is the known unknowns. That he knows there's other stuff out there that's going to happen. He just does. And he just doesn't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. And when I started thinking about that, I was like, man, that's that's what faith is. Faith is knowing that knowing something's going to happen. Mm. You even know the the someone who's going to do it, mm. but you just don't know the when or the what. The when or the what. And and that's what that's really kind of what kind of trips us up sometimes because we want to know the when, the what, the how, the, right? We know the who. We tell them we got why. It. Yeah, 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 correct. The why, it's I have us. covered. Exactly. Because I can tell you why you should do this. Right. But I want the rest of the details. Yeah, and, and by the way, our why is probably not his why many times. But the, that it's the it's what faith is. Um, you know, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things that, that we're hoped for, right? It's the evidence of things we haven't seen Yet, it's there's this yet that's a part of faith that we really need in our life, and faith is essential for having this relationship with God and intimacy with God. It's 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 essential for developing this trust relationship with Him, and uh, you know it goes on in Hebrews eleven, made to say that in verse six, you know, it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm-hmm. So this this kind of not knowing everything is part of actually this the. the why we need to have faith and the importance of correct faith. the importance it's of still faith. not a good enough reason sometimes yeah no no right and that, that's <laughs> like, oh this is building faith I don't care. <laughs> I don't care just tell me now right exactly I, I want to yeah. know the what <laughs> so today we were just talking about maybe well, how do we how do we deal with the the the, the known unknowns right mm-hmm. how do we deal when we uh, even after we've asked we still don't have a complete answer um, when when we really feel like we need to know uh, the 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 when and the and the what, and yet those things haven't come in. And, and I think sometimes, it, it, if we're not careful, it can create in us a misunderstanding of who God is. Um, Most and, definitely. And, you know, doesn't God care? Doesn't he care? I'm frustrated. I'm, try, I'm trying my best trying. to do, mm-hmm. you know, and yet he's not telling me everything. And it's these known unknowns. So um, we're going to deal with that uh, because those are real things that, deal, that we deal with every day. Um, and it, sometimes it... It can feel like uh, God is angry with us or keeping us at a distance, and that's really not what it's about at all. Um, in in the text we're going to look at today, uh, we see this going on, this mm-hmm. known unknown. 
uh, this this text is about Jesus' second coming, right? The parousia, the, the, the final consummation when Jesus, what we just talked about, steps out in the clouds again and, and, comes, and comes back for his people and everything is transformed and everything is changed and uh, the dead and Christ rise and mm-hmm. there's a new heaven, a new earth. And like, like here's what I'm going to say to that. You would think something that important should contain the when. Yes. Right? Like, yes. I got, oh, oh great, Jesus, I know it's you, and I know something's going to happen. Could you fill me in on the when it's kind of important? To me. To me. <laughs> it's kind of important to me. <laughs> and here's Jesus' response to that. Uh, no. Here's what he says in verse 32, verse 32 and 33. But about the day or the hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. But be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm. But the when and the what? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you want to circle back to, maybe you didn't hear my question. I didn't ask didn't you to remind me. me to stay alert. Right. Uh, if you would tell me, I won't need to be alert. <laughs> That's right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we can kill two birds with one stone here, Jesus. Um, I've worked it all out. Oh, God. <laughs> I've, had, all. A, I've yeah. had enough time okay. in my walk with God that I've, I, I make an incredible attorney. Um, <laughs> thank God he's judge. Um, but, you know, this whole, this whole scripture got me thinking. And to let you know that we're, we're doing this in at least two parts. Yeah. So next week we're yeah. going to be continuing on in this and it would be really beneficial if you read through mark 12 and mark 13 Agreed. it's a little bit of a, yeah, a context glimpse, is important yeah of what we're going to be talking about all the more next week this is this is what we felt was most important for this week to get us into even next week but you know when you read this it's a tricky statement what jesus says because he says you know that they they've come to him and they've asked him when yep. and after a very long dissertation, which we didn't, we didn't read um, today, and that's why it's really important if you, if you read the beginning of Mark 13, Jesus answers their question with completely different information. Which, is, which he tends to do, which by the way. Which he tends to yeah. do. And again, it wasn't because he didn't love them enough yeah, correct. to answer yep. the first yep. question. Yep. We actually get a glimpse of something that's very difficult to wrestle with. So a lot of times as Christians... And as pastors, we'll blaze right over this. And I don't even have an answer for how this works. But Jesus tells them, I don't even know. It is unknown to the Son. Now, he's fully God and he's fully man. When we talk about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Separate yet same entities. I am not going to try to touch that theologically. You can do that one. one Check in the chat room. We'll touch on that later. It's great to talk about that because... How can he say he doesn't know if he's, if he's Correct. fully in communion with God the Father? But yet, he doesn't lie. Yep. So Jesus does not know the time. And it just got me thinking about the relationship that Jesus has with God. And I'm hoping today we see this as incredibly encouraging. Because I think that we don't think about the fact that Jesus had to accept that as the answer Correct. from God that I'm not going to Correct. tell you. Correct. And if, if, if we, we put ourselves in Jesus' place, and we talk about this often when I say we have to always remember that Jesus was fully man or else we lose the power of the fact 
that what he did was in the power of being fully man and yes. fully God. I would feel like I would say to him, like, do you are do you understand, God, what I am about to do? I you you can see me on that cross already. How is that not even enough for you to tell me? Yeah. Like, and some it sounds silly, but sometimes we do that. Like, how are you not, I God? I'm asking you these questions, and how are did you I not? Did, yes, like, have I not proven yes. that I am safe yes. for you to in to give this information to? And it is encur it's an encouragement, church, to us to even see Jesus be willing to be at peace yes. with not knowing the answer to that question. Not just be in acceptance of it, but he was actually at peace. So this tells me that this was not information that Jesus needed or else he would have it. Yep. And sometimes there are so many things that we are chasing down answers to that we don't necessarily need in the moment that we're seeking them. And we can, again, have all of our exhibit A's, exhibit B, exhibit Z, to show God why I need this answer right now. But because God sees beginning to end, he knows that if, that what we may, how we may steward that answer. So here's what I'm saying. I was thinking back this week on 2020, and I, I was thinking about all of us thinking about that. So if we were to all have a piece of paper in front of us, and we were to say, I want you to start in, ja in January 1st of 2020 until today. And I want you to write down in list form everything that you have seen and experienced relationally with your friends, with your family, with if your children, if, you're, if you have a spouse, your spouse, in your workplace, financially, within your neighborhood, in your community, your relationship with your, um, your, your budget, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, your housing situation, your car situation, your food situation, your relationship with your bills, health. And I mean, these are just off the top of my right. head, all of these columns. And you were to say what you experienced in every one of those lanes of life. How would you feel if you knew all of that beforehand? Yeah. And then, as I'm looking at my list, and if, I, if Jesus was like, oh, I'm going to show you all of what 2000... How am I going to then turn to everyone else in my life and be as fully present and instrumental in their lives as I'm called to be with, because they have their list? Right. And how am I going to just not be swayed by everything if I was to have known that ahead of time yeah. yep. and still be able to be present in my calling, in my calling as any, in all of those areas, as an employer, as an employee, as a friend, yeah. as a family member, you can start to lose your breath. True. And instead of throwing the answer why God doesn't answer all of our questions and all of us, you know, in 2020, you know, there's all those things, 2020 vision and all the things that people, double vision and double whatever, whatever, whatever. And then God, and then God's like, yeah, I okay, got that. hold on, I got yep. you, but maybe not the rest of that. And we can read it and say, well, why didn't he tell us? Why didn't he? Yeah. And, um, and we throw the answer of sovereignty at that real quick, and we feel like that's a nice and clean answer. Yeah, correct. Um, I was saying to you this week that um, that's, that there were some things that got in, in October of the year before last, right? So not in October 2020, but in October 2019, mm -hmm. I started to have an overwhelming sense of the need to get our house in order. Yes. 
So I was like, we need to rent one of those bag things yeah, that yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, deliver. Yeah, yeah. We rented like two of those things or whatever we do. And I started with the basement and I was organizing things and cleaning out things and just, and I have no, and I had no idea why, yeah. but it felt pressing to me. And, and then we walked into 2020 and I realized that I would have felt all the more unprepared yeah, correct. if I hadn't had done yeah. that. Now, to people who don't care about that stuff, that doesn't mean anything. But because God knows me, and he knows like she's going to want all kinds of control. So I'm going to let her organize, and that's going to make her feel like she has some sense of control. But you know what? It wasn't anything but God's kindness towards me that gave me that heads up. He didn't tell me this is why you're going to need to be organized because you're going to be able to store some water and toilet paper. (laughs) He didn't give me all this, and it didn't benefit him whatsoever. Yes, yes. To give that yes. to me, it didn't bring anything to yep. him, but it was, it was, a, it was an action of love toward me because he knows that so the way that I function, I work best when there's some sort of semblance of organization. He knew that this would be what our dining room <laughs> looked like, our whole house, wires, lights, cameras, learning technology in the next room with computers. He knew all of that, and he out of his kindness, out of the goodness of a father's heart, yes. he gave that little slice to me. And it has meant all the all in the world. And I could look and be like, why didn't you tell me this? I would have loved to have known this because then I could right, have done this right, and that right, and the other right, thing. Right, but right. the father, he knows, he's looking at things that we'll never be able to look at. We're looking at this as if he's keeping some sort of secret from us. And it's it's... And we say, well, his sovereignty is one answer. And then, we, but then in the, our internal life, it's not enough to just say, well, God is sovereign. And sometimes He chooses to tell stuff, and sometimes right. He doesn't. It creates a very false narrative that Kyle's yeah. going to talk about inside of us about God, and it creates a sense that He's withholding and He's keeping yes. secrets from yes. us. Yep. When all the while, His heart towards us is aware that our soul only has a particular amount of bandwidth. Yes. Our soul only it's has capacity issue. A capacity issue. Our soul only has a certain amount of ability to bring well-being to it, and 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 we just tap out of energy. Yeah. And our soul will make decisions that affect our legacy. That it Correct. that we never God never needed us to make. But we're like, well, how's this going to work out? And what's this next step here? If we knew all of these things ahead of time. Our soul would have been completely zapped of energy, completely zapped of capacity, and completely overtaken by the ability to make wise decisions. Because if we would have known the end game, we would start making choices according to our soul, what we want, how we feel, and what we think, instead of letting the spirit take his rightful place and let us have a relationship and communing with him and say, Danielle, I'm not going to tell you all the things. I'm going to let you clear some of those shelves. Yeah. I'm going to let you purge some yeah. of those things. I'm going to let you sweep up that floor. And this is how we're going to walk through it together. I would have been like, got it. You told me all of these things as if I could possibly have carried yeah, right, right. Everything, everything he would have showed me to happen and to me and to people I love in 2020. And I would have gone about my business, not my father's business. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and do you think... I think that's what ends up happening, right? So we have this, we, we begin to create this false narrative then uh, because we misunderstand God not telling us everything. Yes. And we, we begin to, to, to think that God is trying through that to make us dependent on Him. 
Yes. Right? So we... Like we torture. Correct. So it's like, oh, I get it. God's creating this codependency relationship where yeah. I just have to... All right, I'm... Yes. You know, I just got to be dependent on him then. And that's why he's not telling me everything. Yeah. And that... that it, he He's not not telling me everything because he's trying to keep me dependent. He's trying to keep me sane. Mm. This, is, this is actually... That narrative is created because we set the rules for intimacy. Not God. We set the rules for intimacy. We only go to Him yes. on a regular basis when we need something. When we are dependent on Him. We don't go to Him out of intimacy, love, joy, and peace. We set those boundaries. Jesus doesn't. He turns around the other way and says, I just want to be with you. I'm not trying to keep things from you so that you have to come to me. I'm trying to keep things from you so that you stay sane in the midst of it all. We were talking about as a parent. You don't tell your, you don't, you know, you, we, we have to make decisions as parents yes. when your kids are younger. Uh, you know, maybe you're having to cut back on because of a change of income and all these things you're not you're, you're not telling them you're struggling with their bills and they may be homeless tomorrow you, you tell them what they need to know um in that in that moment for their health and well-being in the midst of it all you know i think the issue is and we were talking about this the issue is in, in christianity in particular we've built a relationship with god we've built a culture with god out of uh, desperation conversations uh, desperation conversations where so the only time we're actually having real conversation with God is out of desperation. Um, and so uh, that's the, th then we, then we go, I can't believe you're not telling me everything, but we've only, I can't believe you, you're creating this thing where I just have to come to you so I can get the answers. No, he didn't create it. We created that relation, that part of that relationship, that dynamic. And here's the thing about that. We have those people in our life. Let's all be honest. Oh, that's so good, we though. have those people that's in good. our life. Yes. Who only, when you see their name coming on the, the, the caller ID, you're like, crap. I know they want something. Mm -hmm. I know the only time they call is when they've got an issue. They need something. They need me to bail them out. They need me to come get them. They need me to do something for them. Right? And then we, and we're like, oh, and this is. And then this is how we react. We either roll our eyes, right? Mm -hmm. we, we actually either then pick up the phone call with totally... Trepidation. Totally <laughs> exasperated with them, right? Or, or we push, ignore, and mm -hmm. send them to voicemail. Mm -hmm. Because those people exasperate us. Interesting. How incredible is our God... So patient. ...that that's the kind of relationship we have with Him, and He doesn't send us to voicemail. He's not exasperated when we finally show up. He isn't like rolling his eyes when you finally come to him. He's actually been there waiting. He's been there waiting. It is not our need that creates God's presence. The Bible says that he is with us whether we are with him or not. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. His presence is always there. It's always in the room with you. It's always speaking. It's always present. He's always faithful. So he's, yes, exactly. That. So that's, that, that's when we just go, I can't believe you're creating, you're doing that mm -hmm. because you're trying to make me dependent. So if he's not doing that for make, trying to make us dependent, there must be another reason. And we're going to talk about that. That reason is out of grace and love. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that got me is when I looked at Jesus 
in, in just earlier in this in this chapter, I mean in this book in Mark nine, he takes Peter, James, and John up to the Mount of Transfiguration. This was very—I never had thought about this. There, there wasn't a mirror. There wasn't a bread that needed to be multiplied. There wasn't fish that had to be handed out. There wasn't a leper that needed to be cleansed. There wasn't a miracle that needed to be happened. There wasn't a major yeah. sit-down correction moment that got, yeah. got Jesus was trying to get with Peter, James. You know what? He, you know why he took him up there? Hmm. He needed to get him alone just to show himself show to them. Himself. He wasn't desperate. There wasn't a need. It was just out of relationship. The Last Supper, there are some of them that are going through such internal chaos. And the Bible says Jesus had already prepared a place. He already prepared a place to meet with them. Why? He just wanted to be with them. The whole beginning of this, Genesis 1, he makes a garden perfect without need. Why? Because God is not trying to create desperation conversations. He's trying to create space for intimacy. And out of that intimacy, trust is developed. Hope is birthed. Love is nurtured. The problem is, D, that that narrative gets twisted inside mm-hmm. of us. You, you, it's very interesting that what you're saying, because you know, we try really hard to, um, we're transparent with you and we say, we're still learning these things. <laughs> it's not like we're bringing something to you that we've mastered. Um, it's something that we hold ourselves to a very high standard to walk through and walk in um, and yeah. not just be um, people who say it and don't aren't, aren't trying to walk it. Um, but we also try to stay very much in this moment and try to stay really listening to each other. Absolutely. And um, I know some of what you're going to say, you know some of what I'm going to say, right, but not everything. And when you're saying the stuff about that desperation conversation, it, it rem- I was playing back in my mind um, some of my approaches uh, to God. It's kind of like a, when you're there's a plane landing, it's approaching, and then <laughs> we're, we're going to need to circle, Danielle. Um, and so as I'm approaching, I think I'm even having um, conversations, but it's they're so oftentimes monologues. I'm, oh, 100%. I'm, I'm, 100%. I'm, uh, um, unpacking my woes yes, to God, correct. and it kind of correlates to what you were saying about like a, when you see a name or something come up. Uh, how often we we counsel people where you, you'll have a, a problematic person in your life, and oftentimes, and sometimes because you're not counseling a million people, you don't right. start to you you don't have the opportunity to hear a common thread. But a lot of times, the common thread is that. There's this person, they're, they're, they're a problem person for me. They're always here. They're always talking to me. They're always saying, they don't listen to anything that yeah. I'm saying. Yep, yep, yep. That's always a thing. Like, they don't, they, they, you know, they, they unload all of their problems. They go, what do I do? I give them advice, and they never take it. They never yeah. even seem to do what I'm saying. So now I'm just realizing I'm a listening board, right? And yeah, you correct. feel very used. Because you feel like I'm giving you my time. Yes, correct. You should be taking my advice. And God's goodness knows that all of the choices that we make outside of him are going to lead to death. Yes. And yet he constantly shows up awaiting the desperate conversation yes. to have a choice, have a chance to speak. Otherwise, the monologue, so. he's just being asked to be an audience member. But in a conversation, at least he's given opportunity to speak. And sometimes... What happens is, is that false narrative that we carry about God is very much at play. It's the backstory yes. that our character has that we haven't really 
uh, revealed yet to the, to the yeah. audience. And so God begins to speak, and we already have cast him as someone who's going to be against our character. Correct. Um, we were talking this week about uh, in, Gen- in Genesis 3, uh, when Eve is having a conversation. Isn't it yeah. funny that we'll yeah. have all the conversations in the world with the enemy? I know. I know. <laughs> we'll have all I kinds know. of exchanges with him when we're yep. considering this or considering that. And we don't ever realize and say, yep. get behind me. I know. <laughs> I know. It takes us a, lot, a, a little bit more time to do that. But anyway, I digress. Um, but so we often t- comp- hone in on the point that where Satan says to Eve, well, did God really say, yeah. right? And we focus in on that. But something that God has been showing me too that plays a part into this false narrative that makes us think, well, maybe God is keeping, withholding, yeah. you know, has has secrets because we, we, we view them, our interior life views them as secrets because it's something that we think we need to know. So if Correct. you don't tell us, now you're keeping a Correct. secret, Correct. right? Um, in verse 5, or in Genesis 3, verse 5, um, it's the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, says to Eve, God knows, because she's like, you know, well, he said we shouldn't eat of this. God knows that your eyes will be opened. Mm-hmm. And that verse, I don't think, really gets enough focus from us because it's such a revealer. Of the lie that the enemy has perpetuated through all of time to us it's very much alive and well the enemy knew exactly the points yes. to push on with humanity because they were points that were in him yes yes so yes he was prideful yes he 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 fell because of pride but he and we'll go into this a little bit more next week but he also was an angel that had great wisdom if you read in Ezekiel yeah. okay and so the lie that he begins to birth in Eve is, um, but don't you understand, your eyes are closed to something. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have the full, full wisdom picture. and knowledge that you should. Yeah. And God knows if you do this, your eyes will be opened too. Yeah. And it creates such, such distance, loss of intimacy, because that's what secrets do. If we feel Correct. like God is keeping this answer from Correct. us, it has then evolved and it has Correct. gone in our minds from being an answer that we're seeking to a secret he is keeping. It has evolved, church, from an answer yep. that we are seeking to a secret he is keeping. keeping. Yes. And when you feel like someone is keeping secrets from you who you should have complete, open, and honest life with, it creates a loss of intimacy. And that's what the enemy was always trying to create. Correct. He was always trying to create space between man and God, between creation and creator. Yeah, and babe, I, it's, I, I love that point because um, what I think we have to recognize that in our world, we've been so inundated with this thought process that people who have authority um, withhold things from us out of nefarious means, uh, reasons, right? And we're not, they're not telling us the truth, and they're, they have agendas, and the stuff that they are telling us is leaving us. The why is tainted already. Yes, so, so have, and, that's, and we then project that onto God. Yeah. Um, and so we believe that every time God doesn't tell us everything, that because our authority figures, just look around, have done it because of nefarious means, hurtful means, with agendas, God must be that way. 
Have you ever wondered why, maybe why the, the enemy exposes those things to the world about our people in authority? Just to keep this narrative going? Keeps it going. The, have you ever wondered why so often those things are exposed? We think, oh, we're just we're, we're, we're learning truth about people. Do you think maybe the enemy sometimes is behind it so that it reinforces this narrative that we really can't trust God because the God who is the ultimate authority, if our earthly authorities are nefarious for holding back, what does it say about God when he doesn't tell us the whole picture? I can tell you what it says about God when he doesn't tell us the whole picture. It tells us he loves us. It is, a, it is a gift of grace. It is not a gift yeah. of greed it is a gift of grace my friends let's just let's just think for a moment jesus is fully man fully god fully man fully god he knows exactly what's going on what's go, what he's going to face in the garden i mean uh, what he's going to face on the cross remember he knows everything he knows it all he sees the pig picture everything being fully man he is in this is what all that knowledge caused him in the garden it's so overwhelming to him that he's bleeding, blo he's sweating blood. His blood, his blood vessels are bursting. He is crying out. His soul is in anguish. He's saying, God, please, Father, take this from me. He's fully God, fully man. And that knowledge took someone like Jesus and broke him physically in the garden. So why doesn't God tell us everything all the time? I wish I'd, if he would just tell me I'd be good. No, you wouldn't. If Jesus couldn't handle it, there's no way we can. Matter of fact, in John 16, verse 12, Jesus says to his disciples, on the way to that garden, there's a lot more I have to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Yeah. That word to bear means you can't carry it. You can't endure it. It's not out of a nefarious means. It's out of a goodness of God. The love that the Father has for his children to say, I'll carry it. You don't have to carry it. And if, think about it, too, in, in terms of when you're carrying something so heavy, don't you wish there was someone else to carry? that could carry this with you? Yes. Don't we feel like the God would want to be able to to unburden himself Correct. of those things. Like if, if he really felt that we had shoulders big enough, then he, then he would feel closer to us because we, we could carry, carry it with, with him. him. And he's still holding he, it for our good. Can you imagine? This is how much, like, we just got to understand it. Like, so when you don't always know the picture, know he's, this is, he's loving you. Mm. Like, because sometimes we're like, why, why are you mad at me? And he's like, I'm not mad. I love you. Hey, Shad, hey Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, I just, hey, I, I, I want to let you know something. Um, I'm going to burn down your houses. Uh, your friends and family are going to die. I'm going to take you into slavery into another country. You're going to lose your heritage. You're going to lose your names. You're going to lose your religion. Your, the, 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 the people around you who you thought were for you are going to betray you. Uh, you're you're going you're going to have to do whatever the master uh, uh, that I give uh, that that is that you're given to tells you to do. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to set you up in front of an, uh, a narcissistic king, who is only interested in his own benefit. Oh, and because you're going to tick him off, they're going to heat up a fire seven times hotter than anything and throw you in it. Are you in? 
Are you in? Because this is our answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know, hallelujah, there was a fourth man in the fire. Jesus shows up in the fire. And if I just knew all that stuff, then I'd, I, 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 would, I would take it because there's a fourth man in the fire. You're kidding yourself. I, I, look, stay with me. God is trying to protect those fourth man in the fire moments. That's why he's not telling you everything. God is trying to protect the fourth man in the fire moments in your life. It's why he's not telling you everything. Because this is what I know. God has told you, because this is us. This is what we do. This is what we do. If God would just tell me, at all, he could tell me all that. Because if he'd tell me he, show, he would show up, I could handle all that. Bull crap. He tells you he's going to show up in his word. <laughs> and he still doesn't tell us everything that's going to happen. And we bail many times. So the reality is, if we're honest with ourselves, we couldn't stand it. So because God is trying to protect those fourth man in the moment, uh, first fourth man in the fire moments in our life, those intimacy moments, those love moments, those hope moments, those transformation moments, because he doesn't want us to bail, there are things he needs to keep back from us, not out of nefarious means, but out of grace Love and mercy that should build hope. Why? Because my man, my God is not a man that he should lie. You know, so let me, can I cut? Yeah, I know. We got to go. So, no. So, to our fearless pastor. Yeah. I speak that over to you, over mm. you. Because, you know, church, we, we don't know just like the rest of you. You know what life is going to hold, what church is going to look like, how church is going to continue to survive. Yeah. Uh, when um, our building opens up, who's going to be there, and who's going to uh, continue mm. to shoulder things with us? Yeah. And that weighs on us, and so <laughs> in a very real, real, real way, that's why I said that when as we're sharing, we're not sharing um, in some sort of bubble. Yeah. We're sharing in from a place of where we every day have to fight feeling like answers would loosen, would, would lift the burden on our shoulders. And I just want to first yeah, of all true. thank you, Kay, it's for true. leading us through this entire time so beautifully, so yeah. beautifully. I don't, I don't I feel know. like it is, yeah. I know, and so I'm going to, I actually feel led to pray over you. And as I'm praying over him, I'm praying he's going to stand in proxy for you church and he's gonna so I know that there's some people that you wish someone was praying over you I want you to know I'm praying over you this morning mm. we knew this morning that we needed to pastor people uh, this is one of those things church that you just it, it's it's one of those old school ways to say it but it's like it's caught not taught like yeah. you we could teach all of this put it on paper and you could digest it intellectually but this is something that God wants to remind you that he is so he's being good and he's tending to your heart and he's tending to yeah. your heart can I know you don't have answers and I know people look to you right now for answers and you don't have the answers to give and it is okay yeah. it is okay that we don't know what is to come but this is a time that your pastors are trusting in the name of the Lord yeah. To yep. be who he says he is. So I'm going to pray. Yep. I'm going to pray over Kyle. And this is going to be for all of us, church. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God, I pray that you would fall mm. in every room, whether this is live or being played back. 
There are real people going through real things, Father. These are things that will change the courses of their lives. These are financial things. These are health things. These are relational things. These are job things. These are everything. It touches every inch of our being, God. And I pray right now, Father, that you would minister peace to each and every soul that is listening, that you would minister your very self, that you would be Jehovah Shalom, yes. that there are some yes. things that have been allowed to be open-ended inside of us that we choose to close today, yes, that we Jehovah write the name Shalom of our God over it. We will stop seeking answers, Father, yes. but we will Shalom seek Shalom. your face, God, that we would attune now our yes. ear to know anything you would have us know, and then, then we would ask for the bravery and the strength to walk those things out. God, I pray for every chin that needs to be turned to attention in a different direction, that we would feel your loving hand take a hold of us and turn our attention. God, I thank you for our pastor. I thank you for this man and the mantle that he carries. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that he would carry it well to the very end, that you would minister to his mind, that you would minister to his thoughts, God, that his thoughts could be above the thoughts in the natural and that his mind would be aligned with your mind that his emotions would be elevated to the heartbeat of his of Christ and that he that even if his heart needs to be readjusted in rhythm that Lord you would do that in the supernatural as he leads so many father but as you lead him and God I pray for our will that it would truly be submitted that our will would be in tune to your kingdom coming and that that would yes. be our heart's cry. That is where our will would dwell, in kingdom come, in yes. your will, yes. and that your yes. kingdom yes. would come. Yes. And yes. Father, I pray now for anyone listening this morning that doesn't yet know you, that is hearing us share about yes. the heart of God in a very real and a very tangible way, God. And I pray for every person that is listening, that is tuning in, that may not know you, but says that is the type of God Yes. I have been seeking. Yes. That is the type of God that I seek to follow. I pray right Yo, now, God, that, that they would follow after me in prayer and they would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning and we ask you to forgive our sins. We ask you to cleanse us from the life that we have lived up until this point. Father, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I want to follow you all of my days i want that bible to come to life yes. i want to be able to read it as a living mm. and breathing word i want my life to be able to be testifying to other people of the life that you have yes. taken yes. into yes. your yes. own yes. care yes. and taken such good care of from now until eternity yes. thank you that i can turn my life over to you not only now am i saved from hell and yes. will spend eternity yeah, with you in heaven but here on this earth, I can be a part of your kingdom coming, your will being done through me. Father, make me anew, and I thank you for my life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And that is the promise right there. The, you know, Jesus said, I'm coming back. Hope is not established on a when. Hope is established on a who. Yes. Your, your, it is not established on a when. Uh, it's established on a who. We're going to talk a little bit more about that next week, guys. We love you. Uh, we, we, are, we are so glad that you're here. And if you prayed that prayer, if, you, if today is the day that you said, you know what, I'm going to give 
uh, my whole life to Jesus. I'm going to make sure that he's my Lord and my Savior. I'm going to close the gap of intimacy with him. Um, we want to help you. Uh, we have a great book uh, written by one of our pastors, Pastor Rick Campana. It's Forward. is written by uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, and it's, it just helps you get to know what you did and how you did it. And if you would just uh, send your info, your name and address to prayer at theconnectchurch.com. Um, and we'll let you, we'll, we'll, we'll get that out there. Yeah, there's a link. We'll get that out there too. we'll get that book to you. It's called The Surprise of Your Life, and we'd love to send it out to you. It's, uh, it's, it's, it is such a fantastic read, and it will help you uh, the decision you made. We also want to really encourage you guys. We, we, we can't do this without you. Uh, not just this, but everything that we do at Connect Church. Uh, and that, that, uh, um, that requires the worship of giving. Um, and I, I love um, Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be terrified no matter what you're facing. For the Lord goes with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You know, our God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Um, when, when we trust him with our lives, when we trust him with our resource, when we trust him with our time, when we trust him with our money, when we trust him with our worship, uh, he, he, he is never leaving us and he'll never forsake the promises that he made over you. Your giving makes a difference. It really does. It changes uh, people's lives. It changes the opportunities that we have to continue to reach out. So there on whatever platform you are, you can go to the Linktree app uh, and participate today. Please participate today. Be a part. Don't just be a spectator. Be a participator uh, in everything that we do as we live this journey out. So we want to thank you for giving yes. because it matters. Thank it, you, church. It matters. It, it, it's, uh, it changes real people yes. uh, in real ways. Uh, and we are, you said about the building, we are getting close. Uh, it, we really are getting close uh, to, to that. And um, it's incredible. Uh, so thankful for the finances that people are continuing to pour in so the building can be finished uh, and we can get back in uh, someday, soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. We've got stuff coming up this week. Yep. So this week, just as a reminder, we have chat room, which is Wednesday nights now at 7 p.m. 7. And that's time with Kyle. And it, you go, I, I don't know how you always want to explain it, but you just, you go there. You go, you, you, you equip the saints. Yeah, we're, we're, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning why we believe what we believe because our, one of our greatest yeah. failures in life, I think, as American Christians in our world today, is that people believe lots of things, but we don't always know why we believe. Yeah, what we believe. and you go, you go deep yeah, into deep. scripture to yeah. understand, um, and I think that people will truly feel. Um, like they have a better handle uh, after the. We had a, we had a theology but... fun test on in the first one, and there are people complaining. I'm not mentioning any names right now. Oh, the questions—they were tricky. No, no, no. Just rise up. Come on, somebody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you do do some tricky. Oh no, they're so. meant to be that way. Yeah. Life is tricky. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We also it's have tricky to rock around yeah. rock around us right on time. It's tricky. Hey, hey, it's tricky. Woo! Okay, so um, with that, we have time that uh, needs to end now. So shoulder to shoulder. Forge, forge, shoulder to shoulder. Is also this, what? Oh, TKC. Oh, TKC. <laughs> Sorry, production was yeah, yelling a note. Uh, so we have on February 8th coming out up a virtual meeting. Uh, for anyone interested in helping us serve through TKC, that's our food truck that is called Thy Kingdom Crumb Food Truck that we do in partnership with Carson, Want, uh, Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. We just had a fabulous, another run on, great Thursday. Run on Thursday. People are in great need, yeah. church, and this is a great opportunity for us 
to respond to that need. So if you would like to be, just find out a little bit more about it. Like, well, I might want to give once a month of my time, yeah. two hours or, you know, waving at people. It really uplifts people. Be a part of that. There's a link there you can follow. You'll need the, the Zoom link for You'll that meeting. So go to the link to get the Zoom yeah. link. So that meeting will be again, February the 8th. So we got to say goodbye. We love you all. Mwah. Thank you. Love Thank you. you. Miss you. I can't wait to see you.